Because what if those appearances change and you've really validated them and praised them for looking that way and then their bodies change and it's normal for bodies to change? Something that I really think is powerful is um, forgiveness. When people make really mean comments to your body or your character, I think it is really, really wise to forgive quick. The sooner you choose to forgive someone, the better you are going to feel faster. Here, we talk about intuitive eating and Jesus. Hi, I'm Nyla, and welcome to the Intuitive Eating with Jesus podcast. I'm a certified health and life coach specializing in intuitive eating and body image improvement from a Christian perspective. I pray this podcast allows you to learn the skill of intuitive eating and tap into the awesome body wisdom God intentionally designed into you for food choices and exercise choices. This podcast will teach you how to have a peaceful and joyful relationship with food and fitness, the kind that God desires all his children to experience. I'll also teach you how to view your body as God sees it. I believe Adam and Eve were intuitive eaters in the Garden of Eden, and I'm on a mission to help as many Christian women as I can eat with ease and calm as those two did all those years ago in that famous garden. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. So tonight is a Tuesday night, and on Tuesday nights, every second Tuesday, I meet with my sister over FaceTime, and we just pick our own workout, and we have our FaceTimes on, and we're watching each other work out, and then we do a little catch-up, and we both today decided to do stretching. Sometimes we both do like cardio, sometimes we both go for a run, and then we'll call each other, I guess, when we get back from a run. Sometimes we do Zumba, sometimes I'm stretching and she's doing weights, or sometimes I'm doing like weightlifting and then she's doing yoga. So it, it's really cool. We just kind of are very intuitive with it. Like, what do our bodies want tonight? But today, my sister had a headache, which is too bad. So we didn't get to do the talking portion. She decided to go to bed after we did our stretching video, which is totally fine. I find that going to bed is the best cure for a headache. Take some Advil and then go to bed and sleep it off. So I found that I had some extra time. And as I was doing my yoga stretching video today, it was a yoga for runners yoga for runners 20 minute stretch that I really like to do and I had gone for a run earlier today and just when I was doing that video I had a lot of thoughts in my mind and I just kind of felt like the Lord was telling me this needs to be a podcast episode which kind of surprised me because it's kind of still fresh what I'm going to talk about but I think I got the go-ahead from God that it's okay to talk about because sometimes you want to wait till your emotions settle So you're like, as the saying goes, sharing from your scars and not your wounds. So sometimes you want to wait till you share about something before you start teaching on it. But I just felt like God was saying, no, you've you've processed it. You can talk about it, even though it's been only a few hours since this incident happened. And I've scheduled all my podcast episodes for this podcast, the Intuitive Eating with Jesus podcast. I have them all recorded, edited, and scheduled up until like December already and this is mid-July right now so I'm pretty far in advance and then so I wasn't planning to 
do any new ones over the summer or even in the fall really and then I just felt like oh okay this one's coming and I don't know if it's gonna wait till January to release that might be a great timing because body image is really on people's minds I feel like a lot in the summer so right now but then also in January because there's all those like magazine articles and just people at Christmas parties saying like oh I'm being so bad for eating a cookie and shh don't tell anybody I'm I'm eating xyz and um so just body talk can be increased I find like in summer because you're wearing less clothes and because it's hot which makes sense and then also in January just lots of magazine articles about like diets to start in January and stuff like that but Anyways, we'll see when God uh, tells me to release this. I pray about what to talk about on episodes, but I also pray about the release date because he knows when certain people are going to come across my podcast and when they need to be going out into the world. So I'll prayerfully uh, just consider that. But so yeah, we're going to talk today about what's the number one thing you should do when someone makes a mean comment about your body and This is kind of a side note, but my cat is being a little clingy and he is sitting right between my legs. I'm standing at a standing desk and he's right between my legs. I'm standing in this awkward position. Just did a yoga stretch video. Now I'm standing very awkward, so I might have to kick him out of the room because I don't want to like not feel stretched out after doing all that amazing stretching, but I digress. (laughs) Yes, we're going to talk about what is the number one thing to do when someone says something mean about your body and when I think about body comments I think about Legally Blonde and I'm not recommending that movie it's been such a long time since I've watched it so I don't remember if it's crude or what I do remember watching it as a kid I watched it the French version too because my sister was um, learning French and she loves the language of French and I know some but not near as much as her and so she got me to happily agree to watch the French version with her, even though I only knew like five of the words that they were saying in it. So again, sometimes you watch movies and you're like, oh, that's a lot more like crude than I remember it. And so I'm very picky about my movies now, but when I watch that, I might not have been. So that's my disclaimer. I'm talking about that movie, but I'm not sure if it's actually clean. But anyways, there is a part in that movie when Elle Woods is the main character's name and she is a blonde kind of like a ditz and she gets into law school and I think it's her boyfriend comes up to her in one scene and he's in law school I do believe and he finds out that she got into law school like I think it's Harvard I'm not sure and he's like what like you got into law school and she goes what like it's hard and I saw a meme about that where the person was saying, you just don't comment on bodies. And then it was a picture of Elle Woods from that scene in Legally Blonde and her saying in the meme, what, like it's hard? And I just think that what happened today is just a reminder, like, I don't think we should be commenting on people's bodies. I really don't. Like, it's really not helpful. And it just goes back to my own life and reflecting on the times where I've commented on bodies and it's like "Hmm, maybe I should have just said like not said that (laughs) maybe I should have just commented on their character instead I think it is okay to say I really like the way you styled your hair today or I really like the pattern on your shirt and like that's okay but I just I don't know especially negative body comments (laughs) 
are not great and I think we should the ratio of like commenting on character and body I think the character and like talent and things you appreciate about someone as a person rather than their body I think we should probably comment on that a higher ratio than when we comment on people's appearances because what if those appearances change and you've really validated them and praised them for looking that way and then their bodies change and it's normal for bodies to change and you just don't know what a body comment is going to do even if you meant it in a good way so I don't know all I'm trying to say is pray about it as for the Holy Spirit's leading even in that should I comment on this I'm complimenting her on her body but like should I God because you know how she's going to respond and take it you know if it's going to be triggering Anyway, so what happened today was I was on a run. It was a beautiful day and it was plus 30. I don't know what that is in Fahrenheit, but it was plus 30 here in Canada, which is really hot. And I don't usually run on hot days like that, but I just kind of felt like it. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to go out of my norm and I'm going to run on a hot day. And I felt like listening to worship music. So I found a Maverick City playlist on Spotify and my exercise intention. I have a episode all about setting exercise intentions for workouts and so you can go check that one out. And my intention today was just to enjoy the hot weather, loosening up my body. Like I knew it wouldn't be tight because there'd be such hot weather just loosening up my body and just to enjoy the worship music and the lyrics and that was just my goal and it was a really nice run and I was really proud of myself. Like I stopped when my body had had enough. I'm not used to running in such high temperatures. So I really was paying attention to my speed and just how my body was feeling because I didn't want to get a heat stroke. I have done that in the past, just ran on a hot day and ran like speed sprints and it just wasn't good. I blacked out and so I didn't want that to happen. I just wanted it to be a very enjoyable run and I was on my cool down walk. I had literally stopped running probably two minutes before and I was walking about 10 minutes home just to cool down. I like to do a little walk and there were some boys like I don't know maybe 12 years old and I spotted them and I thought like oh I think they're coming from the spray park like oh they just have this whole summer before them school just got out a couple weeks ago they were probably playing at the park or the spray park like they were coming from that direction I was by school and I just thought ah what a fun time of life like just so innocent just so young and just I thought that when I saw them and then I walked by them and I heard them whisper like look at that girl's outfit. And I was like, what are they talking about? Like, okay. And I just kept walking. And then all of a sudden I heard they called me Tinder girl. And they said, hey, Tinder girl. And I'm like, what is Tinder? That's like a, that's like eHarmony, right? Like a dating app or something. And anyways, they were just being annoying and making like annoying boy sounds. So I just ignored them. I didn't even turn around or anything. And they did it three times and they kept calling that. And I'm like, okay, just the tone that they're using. I think they're trying to say it in like a really mean way. Like, I don't think it's a nice thing that they're trying to say. And when I got home, I asked my husband, like, what's Tinder? It's a, it's like eHarmony, right? Or Christian Mingle. And he's like, well, it's actually kind of known for like being a hookup app. And like, he explained like the swiping to me and stuff. And I'm like, really? It's known for that? Like, that's what it's notorious for being like a hookup thing. And he's like, yeah. And I told him what happened. And he's like, I guess like they thought your tight running clothes 
he said sometimes people on their profiles kind of wear inappropriate clothing and I was just like oh my goodness and these boys had seemed so innocent to me and yet at 12 years old they were talking about women in just such like casual ways objectifying ways and it was just so disappointing and I'm really proud how I handled it though I ignored them and I think that was probably like really annoying to them so this is what I shared in my stories today. Actually, I'm going to read my, like what I did because I, I think I just worded it really well. So on my stories today, I said, while I was doing a short cool down walk post run, some 12 year old boys called me a not so nice name as I walked by. So what did I do? And then the next slide says, number one, first I ignored them. Ignoring bullies takes the fun out of it for them. They called me this name three times and I didn't give them the time of day either time. I just pretended they didn't even exist. I love that that likely bothered them, my lack of response. And then I share a Bible verse on the next slide. So Matthew 5:44, which says, pray for those who persecute you. And so I said, the second thing that I did to deal with this is that I prayed for them on my walk home. I prayed that they would find Jesus, that they would grow into young men who know how to treat women respectfully. I prayed that they would become sweet men of character, quality men for a likewise wonderful wife one day. And then I said that killing people with kindness is actually biblical. Be kind to the meanie heads of the world. It's honestly the most annoying thing you can do back to them, lol. And then I shared another Bible verse, Proverbs 25, 21 to 22. If your enemy is hungry, give him food to eat. If he is thirsty, give him water to drink. In doing so, you will heap burning coals on his head and the Lord will reward you. So I always like that verse. It always reminds me of like, yeah, when I'm kind to the enemies, I'm actually heaping burning coals on their head. It's so annoying when you are trying to be mean to someone and they just respond in kindness. So that's what I was trying to do. And later that day, I was just still feeling a little annoyed from their comments, a little hurt. And this is something that I'm working on with my counselor, that just seeing that all emotions are neutral, just like all foods are neutral. It's okay to feel all the different feelings, all the different emotions that God has given us. And I'm not a bad person if I feel sad. I'm not a bad person if I feel disappointed or angry. I think sometimes we can like associate moral worth to emotions just like we do with food. I'm a bad person if I eat chocolate cake, but I'm a good person if I eat carrots. And then we can feel the same with emotions. I was kind of tying these things together as I was talking to her in my last session about emotions. When she was explaining these concepts of like all emotions being neutral, I'm like, I know this concept, but in a different area of food neutrality and so when you know a concept in another area I think it does make it easier to transfer into another area so yeah I realized I was feeling like bad if I felt quote-unquote these bad emotions like disappointment or like anxiety and then I would feel like proud of myself like I have more worth I'm a better wife I'm a better friend if I'm feeling like positivity if I'm feeling joyful and it kind of became like a toxic positivity situation where you're feeling guilt for feeling some of these hard emotions and anyway so I was feeling a little annoyed a little sad a little hurt later on after this incident with these boys and I just realized what my counselor had said like all emotions are neutral and so she's really teaching me to just 
not just bypass the emotion and try to just go into positivity just to actually feel the emotion, let yourself feel it, acknowledge it, and then you're able to move on from it quicker if you feel it. You're not just stuck in it if you keep trying to like not feel it, if you just feel it, see how it feels in your body, are your shoulders tense, is your mouth dry, do you have a tummy ache, just feel it in your body, and then you're going to be able to move on to maybe a more enjoyable emotion later. So I just let myself feel sadness. I'm like, that was hard to be called essentially a slut. And I try to be such a, a godly woman, I guess, a good role model to young girls and girls my age and older folks as well who follow me on Instagram. And so then when someone has an attack essentially on your character, it, it really hurts and I just had compassion just like we do with all eating experiences. We want to have compassion with all emotional experiences too. So I had compassion on myself and I'm like, it's okay to feel sad. Like that makes sense that you're feeling sad and hurt. That was a hurtful thing that was said. And then Nyla, like, let's have some curiosity. Why do you feel hurt? And then I, I dug up that, yeah, it's because it's, it's an attack on my character. And that's probably what hurts the most. And just being an Enneagram 3, you can try to think that you are only the image that you present to other people. Like the way they see you is what you are, even if their opinion of you is really wrong. So in that moment, it was like, oh my goodness, that's how they see me. That's like the opposite of what I want to try to do. Like I try so hard to be modest and like what I was wearing, I thought was modest. And so then to hear someone comment on that, on an outfit that I really felt confident in and cute and just comfortable in, it was really hurtful so just do you see the power of kind of digging into these emotions and just like eating experiences maybe you overeat have compassion on yourself okay you overate your stomach doesn't feel good like that makes sense you ate a lot of cookies that's okay why do you think you felt the need to eat so many cookies right now and you can really dig into like oh well i was really triggered about like this coworker said this in the co-working space or or at work by the water cooler and then so you can pick out like these triggers and anyways, hopefully this is making sense. Something that I really think is powerful is um, forgiveness. When people make really mean comments to your body or your character, I think it is really, really wise to forgive quick. The sooner you choose to forgive someone, the better you are going to feel faster. And let this be clear that just because you choose to forgive someone does not say that hey what you did was okay when you forgive someone you're not saying what they did was okay you're saying that i am having grace for you and i'm forgiving you so i want to make that clear and when we look at scripture specifically matthew 18 matthew 18 verses 21 to 22 i'm going to read those i got them handy before we started the episode and it really shares with us the power of forgiveness and basically what we're mandated as Christians. So in verse 21, so this is Matthew 18, verses 21, it says, Then Peter came to Jesus and asked him, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? Up to seven times? Kind of funny. He's like, just like seven times, right? Like there's a limit, right? Like I can only have so much grace for someone. <laughs> and then Jesus replies in the next verse, in verse 22, he says, Jesus answered, I tell you, not seven times, but 77 times. And that essentially he's saying infinitely. So just because we're called to forgive people infinitely, 
it doesn't mean that your relationship with them has to stay the same. Like you can set up boundaries, you can end a friendship too. So it doesn't mean that you have to just be walked over as a doormat, but you, you are called to forgive them. But the dynamics, how much you interact with them, how much you share with them, things like that, that can obviously change if they're no longer a safe or trustworthy person. But later on in Matthew 18, in verses 23 to 35, so like the rest of the chapter of Matthew 18, there is the parable of the unmerciful servant. And it talks about how this one servant was forgiven much, but then he didn't forgive someone who owed him a lot of money. Like his master originally had paid off a lot of his debt, but then this servant went to another servant and didn't offer grace. When we read that, we're like, oh my goodness, dude, you were forgiven so much. How can you not forgive the the guy in your life? But we're the same way. God has forgiven us for so, so much. So how can we not forgive the people around us? So insert yourself into that parable because that's the point of it. And so when I was in grade three, there was a boy who called me a name. And for years and years and years, when I thought back to that moment, there was such hurt. I would just cringe and I would just feel as if that moment had just happened like 10 seconds ago. And then my husband told me that you need to forgive him. Like it's been, you're, you're 28. That happened when you were in grade three. Like so basically two decades ago and it's still affecting you. Like you're not free. You need to forgive him to experience freedom. And so I did. I remember going on a walk and saying, God, I need your help to forgive him. And I said, I'm deciding to forgive him. Help me to do so. And I felt so much freedom just after I prayed that I just felt free like there was a release and when I think back on that moment in grade three when that boy called me that mean name that he was calling me his made-up word bludgy which I knew from the look on his face like that meant your body's too big it's wrong it's gross to look at you know when someone just calls you a name and you're not like quite sure what it is but you just are like also kind of know what it means I just knew that he was saying like your body's too big he had scrunched up his nose just looked at me like I was repulsive and but when I think back on that I am not so much sad for me maybe I think I'm more so sad for him like oh wow like I'm so sad that you thought that was okay to say I'm so sad for you that you grew up in a house that or community or family or whatever that taught you that there are right sizes to be I'm, I just have so much compassion for him and anyways that took me 20 years to get to that place from that moment but today the same day that this happened with these these two little boys who call me a tinder girl because of what I was wearing for running um I decided today like hours later to forgive them and I did the same thing I said God help me to forgive them I'm choosing to forgive them I want to forgive them and I instantly felt better. And it's just been a few hours since this happened. But it's just the evidence that there's such power in forgiveness for both parties. People get set free when you forgive them. And that person includes you, the person that's been wronged. So if someone calls you a name, specifically they call you a name about your body, say you're gross, you're fat, you're um, ugly, you're worthless, maybe they're attacking your character. It's really essential to quickly forgive them because it's going to make you feel so much better. So there have been many times in my life, there's probably like about five different times that are coming to mind where people had said some really mean things to my 
face about my body and I wish I would have had this episode earlier so someone could have told me like you're gonna feel a lot better if you forgive those people sometimes after an incident you like think of comebacks I've heard it like called the comeback shower where you're like showering after something and you're like oh I should have said this should have said this and I'm thinking sometimes it's a gift from the Lord that you don't (laughs) you don't think of some of those comebacks in the moment because I'm thinking like I should have said like what are you like a toddler aren't you four years old like how do you even know what tinder is or something like that or don't you know i'm 30 i could punch you in the face right now i'm so much bigger than you or something like that but that might have felt good in the moment but i probably would have regretted it someone messaged me on instagram today and just said like wow your responses that you shared in your stories about this incident it just is so christ-like of you and it just confirmed in me that those other comments that I came up with after I would have regretted those those were not Christ-like but how I did handle it with prayer and just kind of ignoring them and forgiving them also that was Christ-like even though they didn't know they obviously knew that I was ignoring them but they didn't know about the other things that I did that is going to be a response that you're glad that you did rather than some mean comments back like don't sink to their level rise above it be the bigger person and be the Christ-like person and handle it in a a godly, loving, kind way. So I hope this episode helps you. I hope it brings about freedom. Maybe someone said something in grade three to you, or when you were five years old, or when you were in grade 10, or wherever, where you were maybe newly postpartum, or maybe someone called you pregnant and you weren't pregnant. Just maybe there's a moment that's coming to mind right now for you, And you need to be set free in that. And so just do what I did. Say, God, I need your help to forgive this person. I'm choosing to forgive them. Just that's what you need to do. And freedom will come your way. God honors us when we honor his word. And his word says we're called to forgive as Christ has forgiven us. And so put that into practice today and you're going to feel so much better. You're going to find freedom from bad memories that have maybe been haunting you for decades like that one incident in grade three did for me so i'm just going to close in prayer and then i'm going to end the podcast dear heavenly father i just thank you for putting this topic on my heart thank you for turning lemons into lemonade today just a beautiful freeing restorative lemonade it was not a fun experience but you have just brought beauty from ashes and i pray that you lead the women who need this episode lead them to it and may they do what i outlined may they invite you into the forgiving process and may they just experience so much freedom from bad memories when they invite you in when they seek you to help them to forgive someone bring up these moments that are still in the back of their mind that they need to let go and let go through forgiveness and i just thank you in advance for how you're going to use this episode in such mighty mighty ways and so i just thank you so much god you're so good you're so loving you're so kind and just help us to be imitators of you to be christ-like in situations and to just spread your love through being loving to to those around us even the meanie heads of this world just help us to treat them with loving kindness just like you do us when we're imperfect and so I just thank you for this time to share and i just pray this all in your name jesus amen hey friend do you love this podcast has it been a blessing to you 
The best way you can thank me for producing the Intuitive Eating with Jesus podcast is by telling a friend about it or sharing a screenshot of the episode you tuned into on your stories. Better yet, leave a five-star rating and a really nice review on iTunes to encourage others to check it out and see what all the hype is about. Thank you.